Hey guys, if you've been listening to the podcast for <laughs> just about any period of time, you know that I am a huge dork when it comes to metaphors. I love using metaphors to process concepts in my own brain, and then I like to come here and share them with you on the podcast. One of the oldest metaphors that I have used since the very beginning of This Can't Be That Hard is the concept of a Bluebird client. And a Bluebird client is basically an ideal client. But the reason I like the Bluebird metaphor is that Bluebirds are super particular about where they live. So if you build a Bluebird house that's not perfectly created for Bluebirds, you're not going to get any. I like using that metaphor because the same thing is true for that sort of ideal client, the one who loves the work that you do, they are happy to pay your prices, they sing your praises to their friends. Those clients can feel really, really hard to find. And I think that there are some really strong arguments to be made about how you can go about reaching them more directly. But that is not the subject of today's conversation. Today, I have Ashling O'Brien, who is a New Zealand-based photographer, on the podcast to chat with me about this amazing addition that she came up with for my Bluebird metaphor. She is in my Simple Sales student group on Facebook, uh, where we chat all things Simple Sales and business and everything else. And she had um, shared the other day about these several clients that she had booked. A couple of them were bluebirds. One of them was what we call a snake client, which is kind of the opposite of a bluebird. And then she introduced a third metaphor. And it was so great that I invited her to join me on the podcast to introduce this new member to our metaphor family. If you are not familiar with the Simple Sales System, I would encourage you to, after you listen to today's podcast, if it sounds like something that might be useful to you in your business, Stop by thiscan'tbethathard.com slash simple and fill in your info to get access to my free masterclass. I teach the whole six steps of the system in about 90 minutes. So you just sort of pull up a cup of coffee and a notebook and decide whether this sounds like it's something good for your business. Like I said, it's totally free, um, but that really is uh, the subject of a lot of what we're talking about today. So I figured I would at least give you that link. I will also link it in the show notes. In the meantime, I will cue the music and let you guys listen to Ashling. Welcome to This Can't Be That Hard. My name is Anami Tonkin, and I help photographers run profitable, sustainable businesses that they love. Each week on the podcast, I cover simple, actionable strategies and systems that photographers at every level of experience can use to earn more money in a more sustainable way. Running a photography business doesn't have to be that hard. You can do it, and I can show you how. Hey, Ashling, welcome to This Can't Be That Hard. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. How are you? I'm really good. Delighted to be here. <laughs> we had some tech hiccups on the way here. So <laughs> once again, I will say thank you for your patience as we got this set up. We're um, hopefully kind of upping our audio game a little bit, so, uh, so shout out to my audio tech support people. It is, it's, a, it's an ever-evolving journey. Always learning on this entrepreneur journey. But yeah, no, I am super excited to have you on the show today. You are part of my Simple Sales Blueprint student group. And in the, on the Facebook group the other day, you 
told a story that grabbed my attention. And I was like, ooh, ooh, I have to bring Ashling on. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and then um, and then just share that story and we'll go from there. Yeah. So I'm Irish, as you can probably guess, living in New Zealand for about 10 years now. <laughs> um, my photography journey, oh, same as so many other people, like I, the, the momtography journey. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just captivated me when my little girl was born. And it was a time of massive transition for me, figuring out how to be a mother and then trying to figure out a, a creative outlet for that as well. So Sure. That's where photography just grabbed my hold. <laughs> I kind of got pushed into business. I Like I was doing a diploma in photography because I wanted to take better photographs of my kids. And mm-hmm. then I had done my year's maternity leave um, with my little boy and still studying. I went back to my job as a corporate travel consultant in March 2020. <laughs> oh, the best month. <laughs> It was already the plan to set up a business eventually. It kind of pushed me into it. So I was kind of ticking away for about a year myself all through last year, just, you know, throwing a fishnet out there and seeing what I brought in. Um, yeah. And it was your your podcast. This podcast has really helped me along the way. Um, I kind of lurked around the podcast for quite a while before I decided to actually jump in and do the course, the Simple Sales Blueprint. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a big lockdown end of last year. And that's right. when I just implemented it all. I had time at home, but time at home with two kids. <laughs> with two little kids, right? It's <laughs> a double-edged sword. <laughs> um, yeah, put it all into place. I think, so just before our lockdown, my business is really just starting to take hold. I was kind of getting lots of bites and I was maybe like probably two bookings a week would be about my maximum. And I was just starting mm-hmm. to get that. And I was like, oh my God, it's happening. <laughs> And then we locked down for three months. And it's, we, yeah. we do lockdowns well in New Zealand. Like it's literally Indeed. nothing's open. Yeah. 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 So I really wanted to set the foundation. You know, like that's what last year was about for me was building a strong foundation for this business. And the mm-hmm. simple sales blueprint was a really big part of that. And nice. yeah. Yeah. And I just. Like I know I've done my research. I am quite a cheap person. I don't, you know, jump into something without doing my research on it. Um, and then it all just started working. And I was like, oh, <laughs> this is. And it's nice. It's like the first time I switched from PC to Mac and was like, oh, you just plug it in and it works. That's great. Um, yeah, that's my goal. I'm not comparing myself to Apple, but if I can provide something that is plug and play like that for people, I, that, that makes me very happy. So that's amazing. So the, uh, yeah, I feel like all these people who started their businesses somewhere either just before or in the midst of COVID have had such a specific kind of, um, of experience. And I am sure that it is very frustrating to have, you know, to be kind of tied in that way. On the other hand, I imagine there have to be some benefits, if you think bigger picture, about being almost forced to not uh, just go careening forward. You know what I mean? It's like you have this built-in forced time to take your time and think about like, well, I can't photograph anybody right now, so what else can I work on? Hopefully in the long run, what that will mean is you did some, you made some better uh, foundational decisions. 
at the beginning when when they those decisions have the biggest impact over the course of your career. So that's me putting a silver lining on a really dark cloud. But at the same time, um, you know, like with everything else with COVID, it's like, <laughs> I'll take the positives where I can. So, but let's get to the story that you were sharing in the Facebook group about these four clients that you have had. And I guess before I have you jump in on that, um, I will mention if you are listening to the show and you are unfamiliar with uh, some of the terminology we're about to use, I can't, I'll have to look up what episode number it was a long time ago. Like I'm going to say in the first 10 episodes of the show, I introduced this concept of bluebird clients. And when I talk about bluebird clients, I'm talking about sort of that avatar of an ideal client that you might have where it's someone who appreciates your work and it's someone who has the budget to hire you and they're, you know, enthusiastic and they let you do what you want to do and all those different kinds of things. So, um, you know, it's, it, you can never, you're going to find a lot of clients who sort of fit that bill. None of them is going to be exactly the way that you envision it in the beginning. But, um, but the goal hopefully is that we're really focusing our messaging and our marketing and all this other stuff on calling our bluebirds to us. And then I also, in that same episode, talk a little bit about snake clients and how snake clients can get into the bluebird house and really mess things up. So I'm going to stop there and I'm going to let Ashling take it from here. <laughs> yes, I had um, four bookings, which is a very handy number because we can separate that into easy percentages. <laughs> yes, so 50 percent were amazing, like amazing. And I loved that concept that you had the bluebird client, you know, like every little part of your business is what you build for these people, you know, and they're the mm-hmm. people who will. They just make you happy to be around. They're awesome. Like from the very first phone call I had with them, we're chatting and it's like, oh my God, like they finished the phone call, like super excited. And it's the usual, like, oh, you know, we're a bit nervous. And I was like, don't worry, we'll be grand. It's going to be fun. And the shoot went amazing. We had so much fun and like just laughing the whole time, playing with the kids, amazing. They got their photos and they were in tears and just like gushing like that. We put a lot into these. I pour my heart and soul into every single gallery. And you mm-hmm. really do feel like you get to know people. So when you have that reaction from them, I can't help but feel it myself. You know, I'm just over the moon. This is why I do what I do. Like, how amazing. And all those little parts that I've been working on, that foundation part, is what attracted them. Mm-hmm. Then I got a sneak client. <laughs> so again, <laughs> it was... It was awesome. Like the, the shoot was still fun. There was a few comments along the way that I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. And then, you know, yeah. you, you do, you pour everything into the gallery. You like send it off. Like just again, you're, it's like the night before getting results, you know, when you send off yep. your gallery, you're like, oh my God. And then the comments come back. Your and heart's like, on your oh, sleeve. Yeah. Oh, is it ever? We're a fickle kind of people. We're a sensitive, <laughs> we have sensitive souls as photographers. Indeed, indeed. It's that artist's heart. (laughs) Uh, But what I took, actually writing that post, I might have lost a night's sleep (laughs) because I had these comments back and I had to defend my editing choices and and how I Mm -hmm. called the gallery. And I was like, oh, my God, does this mean I'm a bad person? (laughs) Right. But writing that post actually helped me organize my thoughts about it. And I was like, hey, it wasn't, it's no reflection on me. They just weren't the client for me. Like, you Mm -hmm. know, they might have preferred to have gone with a more posed 
formal type of photographer, which is not me at all. I sure. jump around, I jump off trees, get the kids to jump around. I probably curse a bit too much. I encourage people to drink. <laughs> <laughs> and, yep. <laughs> uh, um, but the one that I had, which I think is the one that piqued your interest, was, and I call them my possum client. <laughs> I'd never it. seen them. Yeah. I'd never seen a possum before I came to New Zealand. They're just these funny little creatures that like hide up in trees with these big eyes and they just like freeze you see them Mm -hmm. and they're like absolutely frozen and that's what these people seem to do they loved their gallery they loved their slideshow it was you know it's all amazing and then nothing (laughs) I was like oh (laughs) and then they rolled over and played dead just like a possum I love it (laughs) oh and so you in the post you talked a little bit about that was a newborn client right and so your imagination is that potentially they're just sort of lost in that newborn haze and they're trying to, you know, manage all their own stuff. Have you, do you happen to have heard from them between when you posted that, which was quite recently and now? Yeah. 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 I was chatting to her yesterday and okay. they, so it was actually her maternity session and they have another session booked already. So they've got a, a extended family session with the new baby up at their holiday yeah. home. So gotcha. we're doing that in a couple of weeks, which I'm really excited about because they are lovely, lovely people, really nice family, Wonderful. beautiful kids. But, and I didn't push it. I think I would have approached it differently had I, oh, you know what it's like with a newborn baby. Getting onto your photographer is probably the last thing in your mind. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Yes. And I think, you know, part of that too is that you mentioned like we have this artist's heart and we send off a gallery and it's so like we're waiting with bated breath. And if somebody doesn't write back, immediately our heads just go to this. They hate the photos. They're, you know, they're upset with something. I've done something wrong or like this is all falling apart. And most of the time, that is not the problem. You know, most of the time, if somebody's really upset, you're going to hear about it. Um, those possums that go and play dead, it is that they've, they're playing dead. They wake up eventually or they, you know, they come out of their playing dead and then you carry on. The hard part oftentimes is to not take it personally, to not freak out, to not assume the worst. Um, so what did she say anything along the lines of, you know, sorry, we haven't been in touch or was it just kind of like, oh yeah, I've been meaning to call you and here I, I finally did. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty much it. And she said they're finally ready to select their package. Um, that was yesterday. We emailed back and forth a couple of times arranging our next shoot, but they still haven't picked their package. <laughs> so, but I think, it does again, happen. maybe I should be a bit more pushy with it. But again, I think if I knew that they weren't, if they didn't have another booking, I might appro- right. approach it differently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that that, you know, that is one of the things that comes up in the group a fair amount is with simple sales, the idea is that they have this short window of time in which to preview their images and then they're asked to make a, a collection purchase decision. I don't put a timeline on that. I 95% of the time find that just the taking away their access to their images is enough to sooner or later, you know, sometimes somebody will get like sidetracked for a week or whatever, or they're waiting for their credit card statement to renew or that, you know, whatever the case may be, but they do, I don't really have to do a lot of um, pulling to get them back, but it does come up. I mean, and, and that can be a stressful waiting period. 
to while that client has gone into full possum mode where you're like, well, when is it obnoxious for me to reach out and how frequently do I do that? And how, you know, how do I word it? Am I like, you have to make a decision or do you sit back and wait? Do you feel like this experience, you said you might handle it differently if you didn't have this next session kind of on the horizon. What are your thoughts and feelings on that? Hang on, guys. I have a quick message for you. Did you know that This Can't Be That Hard isn't the only podcast I host? Each month, my marketing director, Dana, and I team up to bring you a fresh injection of marketing ideas and inspiration on our other podcast called The Consistency Club. The podcast is free and available to any photographer looking to uplevel their marketing game, or you can take it one step further and join the Consistency Club, where you get the extended version of the podcast along with monthly email and social media templates, bonus trainings, and special access to the live marketing events we host twice a year. If you're interested in tuning in, you can search for and subscribe to the Consistency Club wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to join us in the membership, you can visit go.thiscantbethathard.com club to sign up. I think possibly. So they actually live quite local. I would nearly just call to her, call to her over the coffee. Mm-hmm. How you go with the baby has, you know, and actually just find out. But that's, that's the thing I love about this job. If I had done that mm-hmm. in my old job, that would have been super weird. <laughs> I <laughs> might have gotten right. in trouble for that. <laughs> sure. But there's a very personal part of this job that you can actually do that. And that would be, I would enjoy it because I really enjoyed spending time with them at their shoot. You know, at their consultation call, um, I wouldn't feel weird doing that. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I think yeah. there's a few different ways that you could approach it. But Yeah. I talk all the time about the fact that I've got, so most of my clients that I've worked with over time are now members in my membership. And there are three or four of them. The membership is something that I invite people into. So I get to pick. And for the most part, the clients that are hard that I have to go chasing after, I don't invite them. <laughs> but if, um, but I do have a few exceptions to that. I have clients who I absolutely love working with. They totally love the work that I do for them. We get along great, all the stuff, but they're terrible at getting back to me. They never meet deadlines that they're supposed to meet. I am constantly having to like, hey, you're supposed to be signing up for your session. <laughs> and the deadline passed three days ago and I sent you 14 reminders. And with some clients, it's just worth it. Like ultimately, you know, you don't want that to be the majority of your clients, but some people are just like that. And, you know, as long as you know that they're kind of good for it in the end, um, it's good. And sometimes people aren't good for it in the end. Sometimes they flake out and whatever. But um, I, I hope that you would agree. I do feel like the way that Simple Sales is structured Typically, you don't end up with somebody. There's enough buy-in going into it that you usually kind of complete the process before it's all said and done. Um, I don't know. That's been my experience, and it seems like it's the experience of most of the people that are now using Simple Sales. So I'm glad that your story had a happy ending. Let's talk a little bit more about just kind of where you are at this point in your business. What is 2022 looking like for you, and, and how do you feel like you know, what's your mindset going into this upcoming season? Um, I'm much more excited with the simple sales in place 
That was Mm -hmm. like it was, you know, it was a a fair amount of time kind of getting it set up. But good God, I (laughs) it's so much easier. I sat in the car park Christmas shopping, like mental. It's like roasting hot here. We had a really hot Christmas and um, like roasting hot in the car. And one of the people bought their galleries. So I'm just sitting in the car, flicking it off on my on my phone, sending their gallery, sending their invoice. I was like, ah, it's so easy. It's amazing. Nice. (laughs) Um, Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, it's really, um, it really has made a difference. And I am building a studio this year. We've got a, I live on a farm here. And we're just, yeah, yeah. You and I exchanged emails back in the fall. I guess it was probably around the time that you became a student and we were emailing back and forth and you were talking about your farm in Auckland. And I was at like the height of my wanderlust. And I was like, oh, I just, (laughs) I don't want to be in North Carolina right now. (laughs) It sounds pretty magical. Oh, it's beautiful. Like it's yeah. we're close enough to the city. We're, you know, forty five minutes drive into town. So you can still go to concerts, go out for dinner, and we are proper rural, like looking out here, there's sheep everywhere. It's yeah, it's beautiful. It's really nice. Excellent. So we'll chuck a big studio up next to the house, make it nice and easy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let people come to me rather than me jumping around on beaches, like meeting up with other people. <laughs> Uh, uh, and so it's, yeah it's going to be yeah. a big and and seeing how it works I so implementing the um the consultation phone call like that was a mm-hmm. big deal because I hate phone calls hate them <laughs> um but leaving people so excited about what they're coming into just changes your mindset as well as their mindset coming into the shoot mm-hmm. um I don't know, will that be different because studio photography will be so different for me if I can? Surely I can. Surely I can build that excitement for studio photography too. <laughs> yeah. I always find that if you're excited about something, truly, like not, you're not fake excited about it, but if you are like, this is why a studio is going to, you know, a studio session is going to knock your socks off, that excitement is infectious. And more than that, the confidence, people, who are about to be photographed most of the time are feeling vulnerable in some way, right? Like it's a lot of money. What if they look terrible? Whatever. That getting on the phone and sort of talking them through in a way that when I say confident, I don't mean like I'm going to get on the phone and be like, I know exactly what to do at all times. And I'm super cocky about it. Like, no. Uh, But just saying, you know, your enthusiasm, your like, oh yeah, I know if your kids are terrible, don't worry. You know, in in your case, you can say, like, I'm a mom. I know what it's like to deal with crazy toddlers. Like, you know, that sort of thing gives people so much peace of mind. And I've just never found a way to convey that in an email that is anywhere near as effective. Um, So I'm glad that I was able to convince you to get on the phone. I do think it is a secret, secret trick. Absolutely. Yeah, it's made a huge difference. Good. And it sounds like it helps you get excited about it too. That That's for me. That's like, I have been doing this long enough that um, the magic never wears off when it comes to the actual session. Like I love showing up and interacting with families and I totally fall in love with the little, their kids and all the stuff. But on a like day-to-day basis, I don't have the same like, oh, I can't wait for my next shoot that I used to have because I've been doing it for a long time. And I think that anything that you do a certain number of times becomes a job. Um, When I get on the phone with people and I hear their excitement, it helps reignite that for me. Like, I feel like it's this wonderful um, self-perpetuating kind of 
cycle where everybody's excitement kind of helps build. And then I find that the art is the is the result of that. So um well this is amazing. I just felt like I had to bring the founder of the possum client idea onto the show because I was like, oh no, I'm totally doing a show about that. And then I was like, why would I do a show about that? Why don't I bring Ashling on to talk about it? Because it's so good. So you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. We have uh we have added a an animal to our litter of metaphors that we use on the show. <laughs> um, yeah, and that that is your l- weird little legacy on the show. I totally love it. <laughs> but thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me and uh, and again for putting up with my tech snafu situation, but hopefully the the audio matches the creativity of your of your story here and uh, and I'm looking forward to hearing more about how your, you know, business and everything else progresses, it sounds like you've got all exciting things on the horizon. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Ah, my pleasure. All right. Well, have a great day. You too. Take care. Bye. Well, that's it for this week's episode of This Can't Be That Hard. I'll be back same time, same place next week. In the meantime, you can find more information about this episode, along with all the relevant links, notes, and downloads at thiscan'tbethathard.com slash learn. If you like the podcast, be sure to hit the subscribe button. Even better, share the love by leaving a review in iTunes. And as always, thanks so much for joining me. I hope you have a fantastic week.